Hello, welcome to That Film's Tube. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Batman Death in the Family. Directed by Brandon Vietti, uh, Batman Death in the Family is the animated interactive short film based on the storyline of the same name. The movie is available now, but if you haven't checked out Batman Death in the Family yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. This DC Showcase animated short also serves as a follow-up to the Batman Under the Red Hood with the cast from the latter film reprising their roles. Jason, you have the plot. Trained as Batman's protege, Jason Todd brings a relentless sense of justice as Robin, who sets his sights on bringing down the Joker. Bruce Wayne travels to Bosnia to stop Raja Al Ghul from getting the uranium he needs to build dirty bombs. Uh, while Jason has tracked down the Joker after finding out he was Raisha's supplier. As Batman uses the Bat Cycle to stop Raisha's men, Robin disobeys him by going after the Joker. Joker captures Robin and leaves him to die in a warehouse that is rigged to explode. But can Batman save Robin from a fate worse than death? Tragedy, revenge, and redemption await in this interactive animated film. Who will live? Who will die? Who will watch over Gotham? Nicely done. Before we get into this, I've got a question. Batman Under the Red Hood. When was the last time you watched that movie? It was like when it came out. And to be honest, I forgot most of it. Oh, like I remember the, 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 the basics of it. And obviously it was a bit more involved than what you get in this. If you know what I mean by like the main, like the story, the actual red, Under the Red Hood storyline. There's a bit more to it. Um, but yeah, it's been a while and I couldn't really remember much of it. It's always been a favourite of mine. First the comic and then the film. In anticipation of this movie and the recent DC fandom event, not the first one that was focused on um, mainly movies and a bit of TV, the one that was focused on comics, the follow-up one, and they made a big thing about the fact that they were going to make this movie, Death in the Family, available for 24 hours. I got excited looked online i think it must have just been available in the us so i thought well what i'll do instead i'll re-watch under the red hood <laughs> big mistake it was a yeah. big mistake because and the casting in this movie we mentioned already it's the same cast from that film and i was excited about that watching this film it makes sense because the majority of this film i've not seen the itunes version which i think goes for an hour you don't get to choose your own adventure, but the majority of both versions of the film is, it's just clips from Under the Red Hood. It's footage from that movie. I mean, that's kind of what I noticed. Um, it, it's almost, I mean, it's almost like this, what we get, no matter what version you're watching or what journey you go on, the way the movie is like presented to you, it's, it's snippets, it's flashes of scenes, shots. I mean, there are some, I don't know if there's actual creative choice, but there's some scenes that are legit just like still images. You know, there's a bit of motion to it, to the shot, but a lot of it is like just characters sort of standing still. And it's, I don't know, there's an emotion, emotive like tool that it's used there. But for the most part, what you get is just fragments of scenes and shots. Yeah. I mean, it, this definitely is a short. It is. But again, big chunks. It, it's literally footage 
from the other movies. So when you're seeing extended scenes in this, like Superman and Batman fighting Amazo, without cuts, you're watching Under the Red Hood. You're like you're, you're like watching that it. movie. Yeah. yeah. But it's the experience that we're getting here. And it's why I chose to wait to watch it on Blu-ray. You watched it on Blu-ray also, just so we could actually experience it as an interactive movie. And you said way before we were looking at recording a review for it, like how would we approach this? Because it's different than any other review we've done. So I think it's purely coming from a novelty point of view. And it's, did you have, did you have fun with it? Did you enjoy it? as an experience. Like, is that a question to me? Do you want me to... Maybe, I guess, I guess I'm just thinking out loud, but yes, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, but we'll be talking get... before yeah. we watched it, like how we'd best approach it. And I guess we've, we've worked out how to best tackle it. And I guess it's just going to be a case of the, like choose your own adventure style of the movie. And we can talk about the different avenues that the character goes down. And then, we'll get to our rating like we usually do. Look, I mean, as, as a whole, I thought there would be, I thought I would have a lot more fun with the, you know, the choose your own style thing, the, the interactivity of the whole, the whole, you know, the whole movie. And I figured there would be branches. I, th- I thought there'd be lots of branches and lots of, you know, almost to the point where if I tried to do everything, I would look back and say, maybe I missed something. Maybe there's a secret ending that I need to unlock somehow. I thought it was going to be that intricate. It's pretty, it's pretty simple and straightforward to the point where at first I was like, maybe I'll just, you know, like just to get this done for the review and then maybe do a deep dive later on. But I was like, maybe I'll just start at the first branch, which are the three options that you get. Robin dies, Robin cheats death or Batman saves Robin. I was like, maybe if I just pretty much just try my luck, choose each one of the three options, however it turns out, and then go back and do the other two and do the same thing. But then what I found is that one option is legitimately the under the red hood storyline as, as naturally played out. Another option is, you, you know, you get story, but then there's no more choices. That's, that's it. And then there's only one option where you do actually go off and there are some branches. But again, it's it's really, there's not much to it. As a whole, this is very much just a what if. You know, there's this key point and it's, okay, what if he didn't die? Or what if this happened? Then this would have happened. And that's about it. The interactivity of it all is underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I thought it was... It was okay. I think I would have preferred if they just made an actual movie and have had enough differences to Under the Red Hood. But with what we get here, I think it, it's fine. It's good for the the novelty value. It's it's something a little bit different because if you look at what they were doing, they'd already released previously a special features on other DC movies. The animated shorts I've also included here. You've got Adam Strange, Phantom Stranger, Sergeant Rock, and Death. So they've included a special features, but they're 15 minutes long. So this is essentially a 60-minute movie. So it's an extended short, but instead of just doing a longer short, they've tried to make it a bit more fun. They've done something different. It's reminiscent of the phone call you could have made in the 80s. Does Robin (laughs) die? Does he live? 
and they've modernized it here. But we could talk about the the choices though. I mean, for me, the best choice or the that gives you the the most value and footage, things that you've not seen before, is Batman Saves Robin. You and that's actually, the branch out of those yes. out of out of those three initial choices. That's the branch that gives you the option of having more choices down the line. The other two, you don't. So this one, you get Two Face. There's a lot of fun to be had with him. We get Tim Drake. Robin, Jason Todd is now Red Robin. Now, this movie is the first time that Jason Todd has ever taken that identity. In the comics, Red Robin was actually Tim Drake when he stopped being Robin. That was his new identity, but they've changed it up a little bit here. And as Red Robin, is using guns, which is Jason Todd has always done, whether it's as Red Hood, a version of Hush as one of the choices in this, and now Red Robin. And he doesn't kill Two-Face, and it takes a young Tim Drake holding his own gun and pointing it at him to make him realise he's made some bad choices. And then the ending to that, I just thought it was just ridiculous and didn't like it. Because I thought it kind of makes sense for Jason Todd to step up and become Batman. And then Tim Drake could be his Robin. But they don't do that. They've got Red Robin and Batkid. 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 Ridiculous. So was that the <laughs> I mean, was that the worst ending for you then? It it was an ending that just seemed really silly, but I'd say the multiple choice options of the three, that's the one that I enjoyed the most because it gave the most original footage but there's things to like about the other ones is it robin cheat's death yes where he becomes hush essentially it's not tommy elliott yeah. it's jason todd he's got the r on the chest so that was pretty cool and he's really damaged yeah that was and it's the first one isn't it robin dies i think it's about two minutes well the robin dies out of the three options uh the robin dies one it, it's just batman under the red hood just told in like a rapid fire cutscenes, like you mentioned. Um, it's that story. It's uh, as it naturally plays out. Uh, Robin cheats death. Yeah, you've got the bandages over his head. You know, the hush type kind of character. Um, but you get Talia Al Ghul at the end presenting pre- presenting Jason with with Damien. That's right. And being like, yeah, this is my me and now uh, Bruce Wayne's biological son. Take him, take him under your wing, and um, you know we'll we'll take care of the Joker for you. Like we'll help you hunt him down and kill him. And he's just like, yeah. And he's you know, Jason Tell's got like some sort of other sort of motive or something with taking on Damien. And it's like, all right. So that's you know, it's interesting. It's interesting that we get this other option. But again, no other choices within that storyline. That's just as is. Yeah, I think they're mainly limited, apart from like I say, Batman saves Robin. I'm trying to keep track which, of all. I'm trying to keep track of all the choices now. Which is the one where Batman dies, and then so Batman saves Batman saves Robin. Option Batman is killed. That's right, and he comes back. as like a zombie version of Batman. He's got the multiple multicolored costume. It's in this movie. It plays out like as a homage to Robin. Like he's got that memory, and he's wearing the primary colors. Yeah. But that version of Batman, it's, how do you pronounce it? It's, um, I can't remember now, Bar and Zer or something like that. And it originally 
appeared in the comics in like the I think the fifties, okay. and then years and years later, so maybe fifteen years ago, in the comics, Grant Morrison modernized that character or that version of Batman. And that's the take that we get in this film. So it's the first time I believe we've seen that character or version of Batman in a film. So that there's interesting things that they're giving us. There is. We yeah. get Clark Kent in a diner and voicing Clark Kent is Nolan North. And I hated everything about that performance. Did not sound like Clark <laughs> Kent at all for me. I'm not sure if you have an opinion on that. <laughs> I, it's only it's only in the in like the in the Robin Dyer's story, right? The the actual under the Red Hood storyline. That's the only time that Clark Kent appears. Yeah, in the diner. Yeah, he wasn't in under yeah. the Red Hood, but yeah, he's he's in he, the diner scene in this. And I just because I'd gone back and just to make sure that I'd covered all the bases, you know, like yourself, make sure you've not missed something. So I kept getting stuck in the diner, and having to spend more time with Nolan North as Clark Kent. And, you know, I like Nolan North in other things, but for some reason, his Clark Kent in this really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think basically, no matter, like, if either option, either if Robin dies or if Batman dies, Ray Jagul comes in and resurrects the one who died in the Lazarus pit, and then they come back as like a, like a messed up version of, of the character. That's basically the alternate sort of what if, you know, like, oh, well, if Batman died instead, he'll come back as a zombie type thing. Obviously, when Robin dies, that's what happens to him. It's, I don't know, like, it's interesting, but it's sort of like, all right, either way, no matter what happens in all three scenarios, we've got a character feeling sort of really sorry for themselves, another character coming back from the dead, not being quite right. Um, and either way, Jason Todd's goes down some sort of perilous journey, which isn't great for him. I mean, it's not a happy story. <laughs> no, it's not. We always knew, I mean, death in the family, <laughs> like tragedies in I the mean, title. So we kind of knew going in, but uh, Ah, oh, but even when there is no death, it's like, wow, he's still messed up. I mean, that's Jason Todd, though. Like, that's it. Like, his reputation in comics is is to be, or as being the most messed up as the Bat Family. Honestly, this, are we calling it a movie? This film, it, <laughs> it's hard to. <laughs> it is like, it's like, it's, it plays like a special feature. It's like not, a game. Not, it's like a. Not it's, it's like a. Yeah, not its own thing. It play. It's like it's something extra that you get with something else. Whereas I went out and bought it as a movie. You know, new release Blu-ray. I paid the same for this that I would pay for most new release films. Yet, yeah, my experience with this was much lesser. I mean, I'm glad that I've seen it. I've got it in my collection with all my other DC animated movies. And if I'm honest. It's probably going to stay on that shelf now. Yeah. Just sit there with the shelf. Um, it's, I mean, I, I want to give it almost a pass because it is a short, you know, like it's not, it's not a, a full movie. Like it is a short. So therefore, you know, it is meant to be sort of like 
easy to digest, just a small bite-sized bit of fun to take in, you know, like a, sh- a short is. But, I, I mean, like like you said, you, know, you go out of your way, you, you buy this thing, and it's sort of like, I feel like they could have just done more. Like, even, like, with all the new stuff, it's still cut together, rapid-fire, just snippets, you know, like, and I'm not, not just talking about, like, the five-year jump that keeps happening, but even once you you know you're in the present time it's it's just all snippets of just basically we could have just read what had happened and we'd be presented with the same story like just seeing the i mean the visuals that we do get are cool but you know you don't get enough time with actual characterizations with the journeys and i guess all the the like we don't get the interactions with like between the characters we don't get the character development a lot of what we're getting is what we know of the characters previously, whether it's, you know, the under the Red Hood film or just the characters from the comic, this short isn't presenting us anything new except for a new storyline. But again, they're kind of just, it's, we're just being told what's happening. It's not, we don't actually get to go on a journey here. It's, it's, yeah. So I feel like it's just a, they could have, it's a missed opportunity. They could have done something really cool if they just, been like hey let's do a 80 minute 90 minute film with the interactivity thing it would have been really cool and have a little bit more going on and have just like bone like they could have a depending on the choices you make there's like some bonus scenes that you get here and there and maybe sometimes the branches cross back over and you you eventually end up at the same ending with something but you know the characters go through different but there's none of that it's just very clean cut like I could draw a, I could draw you the tree of where everything goes quite easily, and I feel like that shouldn't be the case. It's too simple, and it's just the story's just thrown at you. I reckon I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I'd not recently rewatched Under the Red Hood. I think that did hurt my <laughs> experience of this because, again, so much of it is just that movie, and if it, yeah. I mean. Until watching it recently, I'd not seen that film in maybe 10 years. Maybe less. How long has it been out? Well, maybe like eight years. Yeah. What was it? Was it 2010, 11 or something? I mean, I could check it's behind me on my shelf. (laughs) However (laughs) however many years that it's been out, but because the rewatch of that film was so fresh on my memory, and then as I'm watching this, it's like, oh no, this is literally that film. Like, I keep cutting away to that exact movie I watched recently. <laughs> yeah, like I said, like I don't remember the details of of the movie, but when watching this, like when you you pretty much you're going through the one, it is just a summary, and it's it's just like a a recount recounting. I don't know what I'm trying to say of that movie. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing, just without the the details and the fleshed out bits and pieces. What you were talking about, I was picked up the Blu-ray. And for the life of me, I can't see the year on it. It must be on there somewhere. <laughs> they always put the year on the packaging. You know what would have been quicker than checking yes. the Blu-ray? <laughs> well, I'm looking out my phone. <laughs> I just kind of figured. And it's it 2010. Be... It's 2010. Right, okay. There we go. So yes. The so internet I, I, doesn't lie. I could have watched it 10 years ago. So again, but I, the rewatch, I'm talking maybe a month ago. It was really... Yeah. It was really recent because it had been fun cutting to those scenes where it's Batman, Nightwing, and Amazo 
That's a great scene. It's a great battle. But it's another movie. It's another movie they're cutting yeah. to. Like they could really have incorporated bits for that storyline, or even with the new storyline, you know, it's like, oh, you know, like snippets or like alternate versions of those events sort of playing out. And, you know, we could sit here and go, ooh, like that's okay, that's different, or, you know, but not be the whole thing. And again, I'm mainly talking about the one where the storyline does play out the way that it does in, in the comics and in that movie and stuff. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's just they took that movie and went, well, here are all the key important parts that you needed to know. And that's, and that's it. So what do you say we rate this thing? I mean, we kind of are already. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, we didn't really talk much about like animation and stuff, but you know, it looks good. It's a good looking thing. It's well polished and it does. And but I guess it has to because they do need to cut it into that other movie, which did have a really good style, which was really good. Having Bruce Greenwood back as Batman, we don't get Jensen Ackles back as Jason Todd. Um, That's okay. Yeah, no, it is. He, you know, like the younger version of him, (laughs) still works. I mean. Jensen was fantastic in in that first movie. Yeah, so they do make it line up. But as you've said, though, there's moments where the animation is still. It's almost like, you know, there's a freeze frame, but then they'll move around. But that's, you know, that's to save money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to, like, yeah, look, like, Again, like, it's a short. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's not like we can't rate this and say, well, it's not a movie, so therefore it's shit. It's like, no, it is a short. But even with that, like, I feel like they didn't... It's it's just, they might as well have just said, well, hey, if if this didn't happen, then this would have happened. If this happened, then this would have happened. And just presented us that. It, there's not much that they're really giving us. The... Because at the end of the day, like, what do are, what are the storylines mean? Like, nothing. They don't mean anything. I don't know. I, I felt no impact with any of the endings to be like, whoa, that's cool. Oh, that's really... I'm just like, okay. You know? It was just the feeling of just like, okay. I accepted it. It's fine. Whatever. Um, I don't know. Yeah. A 2.5 out of 5. There is things to like here. You know, we've, we've talked about it. I did find the, the the different endings interesting. You know, I do like Jason Todd as a character, and we're not just getting one version; we're getting multiple versions of him here. The, there was a storyline in the comics where he could have been Hush, and he wasn't. In this movie, he is. He's also Red Robin, so it's given us interesting things. But for me, it's a one and done experience. It's not something that I'm planning on going back to anytime soon, if maybe ever, to be honest. <laughs> like you, I'm going to come in at a 2.5. If you're a fan of Batman, DC animated films, it's a recommend. Like, Check it out. There's, there is fun to be had here. How much fun will be, I guess, down to you and, and how you... <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's novel, isn't it? They've, they've put something novel together. DC animated movies, they're still giving us these big movies like Superman, Man of Tomorrow, Batman Hush, all of those. But this is just like an added bonus. And honestly, I think I enjoyed this more than Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. We reviewed that one (laughs) not too long ago, which is 
a animated movie that has a beginning, middle, and end. But I probably enjoyed this one a little bit more. Hey, you know, DC, they're pumping out the, this animated content. And, you know, I'm happy that they're continuing to do it. But yeah, this movie was, yeah, 2.5 for me. All right. Um, there's something we should probably address and tell the people before we uh, wrap up here. Um, I am having a, a child, not myself, my wife. Yeah, so we are taking a short hiatus. That film's due. We had like Wonder Woman scheduled, but you know. Black <laughs> Widow, James Bond. So it's almost like <laughs> Hollywood is working to your schedule. They know you're going to be unavailable. So we're going to move it. everything to next year. So yes, so that film's Cat's due. out of the bag. I caused this <laughs> pandemic. Oh my I mean, God. <laughs> that film's due. We're all about being current, whether it's the movie show or movie reviews. So that will be going on hiatus for the rest of the year. And we say rest of the year, we're talking a couple of months. But Rewind and Review, I know you're going to be getting together with Rob and you're going to be putting some episodes together. And I'll be continuing with Sounds Like Comics. And you, Jason, will be a guest on a couple of those. So although... Yeah, we're going to... We'll bank a few before uh, before we will. the little we guy will. comes. And, and uh, I'll still continue to get together with Jay. Like we've got heaps of shows planned. The podcast, in some form, will carry on for the rest of the year. Uh, but we're not going to be doing that film stew until the beginning of next year. Well, that's it for our review of Batman Death in the Family. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that film shoot podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Hoobie Halloween. Sounds like comics have a recent episode looking at Blade from 1998 and Rewind and Review went back to 1997 to revisit the Lost World Jurassic Park. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Bye.